hello, hi, welcome to An Absolute Gag, the podcast where I like to talk to people about the moments or performances that left them speechless. I'm Tommy Bullington, and oh, hello, welcome, welcome, come on in, I'm so excited that you're here, please stay six feet away from me, thank you so much, and keep your masks and face shields on. (laughs) You know, I used to say that even before a pandemic happened, (laughs) that's a lie, I never saw anybody, uh, come over. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited that you are back, that you're here, and that you're listening to today's episode, a very exciting episode. Uh, my guest today is Christina Jones. She is an actor. She's a funny, funny, funny lady. She's also a playwright. I have had the pleasure of uh, performing in one of her plays, a reading, and she's just a gem. She's so creative. Her comedy is wild. (laughs) I love it because there's no boundaries. Like, she just kind of writes stuff down and you just kind of go with it and you're committed to it. She's, She's brilliant. I love her. And I'm so excited about her gag. It's actually a gag that people have been asking for or mentioning, and I'm really excited to talk with her about it. So, But before we get into the interview, I want to go ahead and do our charity focus of the week. So our charity focus of the week, I actually chose because I heard about this program from a friend at my day job uh, who told me about this. And I was like, oh, I love this. And uh, it kind of makes sense uh, for what we talk about today, because um, we talk a lot about uh, women, (laughs) because women are great, and we love women. Uh, So our charity focus of the week is Polished Pebbles. Polished Pebbles creates communication competencies and mentoring initiatives to ensure young women's employability in the future workplace. In short, they help girls become great communicators at home, school, and the future workplace. They help young women shape the futures of workplaces, and they equip the girls in the greater Chicago metropolitan area with skills that allow them to develop the confidence and multiple abilities to really prepare for their future careers. This is a fabulous program that's located in Cottage Grove, and they're in the city, in the south side of the city. And it's just like a kind of a program, like a big sisters program, uh, but like more focused on the, the career potentials. Like they immediately take these girls in and provide them with the resources they need for their future and to make sure that they are prepared to be our future leaders in our workplaces. And so I love this program. I'm so excited that my friend told me about this and I cannot wait to make a donation in the name of her guest today uh, to Polished Pebbles. If you want to make a donation, you can go to polishedpebbles.com. And there's a section where you can uh, donate, and there's all kinds of resources that you can check out on there. It's a really great website. I 
it's so adorable. And like, <laughs> I say adorable because it is, it is cute. <laughs> Their names are polished pebbles. It's really cute. Um, but also like really important. And so that is our charity focus of the week. Okay. So we're getting ready to head into my interview with Christina Jones and this topic again People have been clamoring for it, and I can't believe it's happening so early. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm not surprised that she chose this because I know Christina, and she and I have a mutual love for a certain person, and that's who we're talking about today. And uh, I'm really excited to dive into that conversation. So let's throw it over to my interview with Christina Jones about her Absolute gag. <laughs> it's episode seven. It's episode seven. Seven is a number. Number. <laughs> I don't know why I've tortured myself by doing this. Welcome back to the pod. Where'd you go? Did you go on a little run, a little jog? You're getting more exercise than I am, and I appreciate that. Uh, I am so excited for my guest tonight and our topic. So my guest tonight, uh, she is a dear friend of mine. She is an actor. She is a playwright. I've had the privilege of saying her words, bringing her words to life. And she is dynamite. Uh, one of the funniest women I personally know. She is so hysterical, and I'm so excited to talk to her about this topic. Please welcome to the pod, Christina Jones! Yay! Yay! Oh, that was so sweet. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> Thank you. I am so excited to be a part of this. I, I cannot Ooh. wait to talk about this today. Like, oh, it's near and dear to my heart. Truly. I can't wait. Well, let me ask you this. How are you with everything considered? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm at that point where I'm it's just uh cartoon uh animation noises. So when I, whenever sure. anybody asks me that now, it's just like we're in a verbal world now. I, I truly feel that you just need to make noises and grunts, and everybody's like, ah, yes, I totally understand. Yeah. I, it is true because, like, I feel like all I do now is I'm just like, go. I feel like it, you can't put words to it, right? You just have to like Roger Rabbit your way through it. <laughs> like, Truly, there's no it. there's no small talk about life no. anymore because everything is very big talk and very big topics that we're all yes. trying to get through. And so, like, I I find it so emotionally draining sometimes to try to create small talk about how I'm feeling and especially with, with the world yeah. today. And so 
I just make noises now. Whether it's like inadvertently or on purpose, I don't know. This is just how my body is reacting now whenever somebody asks me that question. So I'm just going to go with it. I love that. I think that's a great like way to deal with this. Just cartoon noises. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'll have some more to practice with, you know, maybe some like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if we ever want to do a podcast uh, talking about issues of today, but just with cartoon noises, um, uh, please bring me on as your guest so that no words will be spoken. It'll just be like, <laughs> we just created absurdist art. Is what we just <laughs> That's what podcasting needs more absurdism. Yes, less realism, more absurdism. <laughs> oh, Christina Jones. Uh, yes. Now I'm going to ask you the important question. What is your absolute gag? My absolute gag that I'm bringing this evening is a legend, a, a a star amongst us, truly an iconic performer giving a truly iconic performance. Uh, and this performer would be Carol Burnett in the role of Miss Hannigan. Or kill, kill, kill. But it's in the middle of the night. But it's in the middle of the night. And if this floor don't shine like the top of the Chrysler building or backsides will. You understand? Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Okay, so I mean, like, I... This is the best. <laughs> like, I'm so excited. It, truly. It, truly it the is, best. It's such a gag. And here, let me just go ahead and jump right out the gate with saying something might be controversial, but like, I'll, I'll own it. Um, this version of the movie Annie is bad. Here's why. <laughs> it's just a bad movie, but she is so good in it. And she's like the reason you should watch. Like, because the thing about it is, they do wild, they make wild story choices with this movie. Yeah, the whole ending is bananas. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like, still, still to this day, like, you reach a certain point of the movie, Annie, and you're like, yeah, it's checking all the boxes, like, you know, movie musical for, for children, but also for adults and stuff. And then you get to the point in the movie when, like, a child almost dies and you're like, what version yeah. of Annie and I watching? Yeah. Holy it's crap. Like- crazy. And I keep forgetting about it until every time I watch it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, this is insane. <laughs> like this is fucked up. <laughs> well, and that the ending was always the part of the movie. Like I I have my when I watch movie musicals there are always sections that I will fast forward through. And I, I feel like some of them are very similar uh, that or, or shared movie musical songs that people fast forward, like Cheer Up Charlie in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, yeah, yeah. or like one of truly scrumptious songs in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang when she's singing by herself. <laughs> like the songs that I'm just like, yeah, you know, I, I could fast forward. I don't really need this. Like pretty much... 
that last chunk of the movie until the last per, like number that they do, I just I always fast forwarded yeah, because of, I, there's no yeah. songs. It's really scary and very sad. <laughs> and so, like rewatching it uh, recently, I was just just horrified. I was I going, oh, like, you have Annie in the musical <laughs> Annie bawling her eyes out, hanging, holding on for her dear <laughs> life. Like, what coked out movie producer was like, oh, but the ending needs to be action packed. So we're going to dangle the kid. (laughs) And then, like, the other thing about the movie that I'm just like, oh, why did we do this? They add in problematic characters that are not in the musical that you're like, Oh, this has made it worse. You've made it worse. <laughs> like, you yeah, just, like, there's you these characters that are goo, like well, cartoon. And it's like, yeah, stuff that they're pulling from the comic, the Annie comics. Right. But I'm like, there's probably a reason, a good reason <laughs> that this did not make it to the Broadway musical. Yeah, and so probably. pulling it back, pulling it, you know, back in for the movie is not ideal. Probably not the best idea. Don't need it. Don't want it. I can't have it. But while the movie is bad, the performance of Carol Burnett in this is, in my opinion, her best like on screen film performance. Like, I mean, this is just where you get everything that is so special about Carol and that she does perfectly. So, so what? What is it about this performance that gags you? Oh, well, uh, well, first off, like with this performance that she gives with Miss Hannigan, it is bar none setting. It, it's it sets the bar for any other actor trying to play the role of Miss Hannigan yeah. from now until eternity. <laughs> quite honestly, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like anytime you are watching either a production of Annie or some other movie version of Annie with that role specifically, you are always comparing it to Carol because she like the, the way that she makes that performance her own. And, and like you mentioned before about how it is her, I, I, and I agree with you, her best performance because she is taking everything that she would do with the Carol Burnett show. And I exactly. feel like she is forming her, a, a character based upon all the great aspects of her as a performer during her show. Yeah. And so with this performance, it's there's, you know, on the surface, it seems like, Oh, it's a, you know, it's a drunk broad and, you know, she's yeah. the villain, but there's, yeah. So many nuances to her performances, the way that she'll say a line or mm-hmm. sing a word, the way that she will make a funny, weird face just so quickly. I and, just, I mean, and she throws uh, them away like it's nothing, but it's just and it's so sad and hilarious at the same time. Like yes. the balance that she finds with that character, I think, is you just can't compare it to any other actor's performance of that role it's just she she teeters from sexy to sad to mean to just misunderstood in a certain way (laughs) not that i'm condoning the abuse of children (laughs) but watching this movie 
she taught them how to work. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, she, you know, it's, it's the tale of, you know, of being in a job for too long. Yeah. And the effects of that. And it just happens to be with children who are, a lot of them are nuisances too. Like they're (laughs) pulling her hair and stomping on her feet. And if I had to deal with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's there was one girl I couldn't handle it. She kept on looking directly at the camera at random times and I was oh, like no. <laughs> I was like, bitch, we see you. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> I'm sure the director at that point he's like, There are fifty thousand children in this scene. I do not care. <laughs> I can't care anymore. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that her performance is, and it's kind of a reoccurring theme when I talk about actors on this on this podcast. When we talk about actors, we're kind of hitting the same points, which is no moment or choice is wasted. Like she is, well, I mean, she's wasted, but no choice <laughs> is like legitimately wasted. Like. Everything she does is on purpose and it makes sense. And you're like, yes. I get it. You're right. I'm, you've committed fully to it. And you bring up a really interesting point, which is she left such a mark on it post Dorothy Loudon, the original on Broadway, who mm-hmm. very much very similar vein of Carol Burnett. They have similar qualities. They kind of have similar like, crazy belty voices and random moments where it's just like a foghorn. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, but because it was filmed and because she's Carol Burnett, like she left such a mark that anybody who plays the role after her, you've got to go completely different. You've got to find yes. something else to work with. So like, that's why, you know, in the Disney movie version, it's it's Kathy Bates, which is like you can't get any farther from Carol than Kathy. Like both brilliant, both fabulous in their own ways, but like Kathy can't do what what Carol did, right? It's really yeah. you gotta change it up each time that they do this this story, which is a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I, a friend of mine, one of my best friends, she had the opportunity to play Miss Hannigan back when we were in college in Texas. And we had a lot of conversations about that same, I guess, sort of a problem too, at least from an actor's perspective of like, how do I approach this role and Mm -hmm. not be Carol Burnett? Or at least not try, you know, not doing the same things that she does because like yeah like what you said every all of her choices are purposeful and if you've ever played a character who is intoxicated at any level it's (laughs) it's so difficult because it seems like everything is very random and chaotic yes and and it can be a lot of the times where it's just sort of like all over the place but Mm -hmm. with her performance specifically it's it is so purposeful and you, you know, in her mind, she worked out every one of these bits, every look, every line reading, everything, everything for, yeah. And so it's, it's just masterful in that sense too, of like, not only is it like a, a quote unquote normal 
villain performance, but she's drunk pretty much the entire time. Because <laughs> she's got that bathtub full of food. Yeah. And so, and so it's so interesting, like, with people, you know, post-Carol playing that role, like with Kathy Bates, or, you know, m- more recently with, like, The Revival with, like, Jane Lynch yes. and everything like that. It is a different... It, it's still the same character, but it is a different version of that. And it's it's yeah. so it's so interesting to watch because I feel like with all these different adaptations and, and revivals and movies and everything that everybody sort of has their favorite Miss Hannigan. Yeah. Oh, but absolutely. it's for yeah. very different reasons, which I find mm-hmm. very interesting too. Agreed. But for like, I, I appreciate Kathy Bates performance as Miss Hannigan in the movie, but it's not my Miss Hannigan, you know, right. it's, it's, which is totally legit. And yeah, you know, I, I, like you, I am very much a Carol Burnett as Miss Hannigan because with my, my granny and papa out in the middle of their farm, going out and hanging out with them at their, at their farm was awful for an indoor kid like me because they like, they had like no real cable. They had like nothing to do out there besides like read books and like listen to the radio, but they did have a pretty decent video collection. The most random video collection. They had like four or five VHSs and one was Back to School starring Rodney Dangerfield (laughs) that I wasn't allowed to watch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, understandable. Another one was Tootsie which is <laughs> such a crazy choice for them. It's mind-blowing because they're just like Southern Indiana-like people. And so, like, yeah. wild choice of Tootsie. But they also had the movie Annie. And that was just the movie that I would always watch and that I would always want to watch. And so, for me, my first experience with Miss Hannigan was Carol. And I was already obsessed like the moment she walks in like it's oh. just she this woman <laughs> tell you what carol that knows how entrance. to make an entrance <laughs> oh. her just sauntering on in with like i i think when i when i rewatched it recently i, I took a note of that just with the her robe just hanging off her shoulder oh. and it was I, I just i screamed i was just like ah Yes. That's that's Carol has arrived. Like this Hannigan. (laughs) Her robes. That's another. uh, In a previous episode, I mentioned uh, wait a minute moments, which are when a young gay goes, This means a lot to me, and I don't know why. I say they're like, Wait a minute moments. And her in that robe, (laughs) like that first silk robe for me was a wait a minute moment because I was like, Wait a minute. (laughs) <laughs> Why is this so important to me? <laughs> like I, I need that robe. It's so funny watching it as a kid versus now because, yeah. like in the same boat. I yeah, I remember. I didn't even have the original VHS copy of the tape. It was, it was recorded. So we had just like stacks of stacks of recorded VHS tapes with like. It's almost like a, a mash or a mix up uh, of or a mixtape of like Annie and then the gummy bears and then like the oh Donnie God. and Marie Christmas special, just like all on one tape. 
We had that too. We had a tape. Oh my God. We had a tape. I like wore it out. And I think you're really going to appreciate this. It was a combo tape of CBS's special Circus of the Stars, where they had celebrities do circus acts. But it was split with the Jim Henson special that they produced after he died, where the Muppets were like, what do we do? Where do we go? Who are we without Jim? I miss Jim. Like, it's so sad, but it's a beautiful special. Oh my God. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I love Muppets, and I didn't even realize I that know. was a thing. I know. I know you do. And so I was like, oh, shit, I got to tell her this. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's a wild kind of like, it's kind of wild that they did it, but it's also like not surprising because that's what, the Muppets and Sesame Street do is they take on adult challenges and they put felt on it, you know? And that's just what it was is what happens when the most important person in your life dies and how do you recover and how do you mourn? It was, it's crazy. It's so crazy. But anyway, I know what I'm going to be uh, trying to later tonight. Yep. Gonna get my glass of wine and cry myself to sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be all, it's a normal Thursday, you know. For our listeners, she just gulps some wine. <laughs> uh, As I'm sitting uh, in my closet, this is, <laughs> this is true. I feel I feel like I'm channeling Annie in certain sense of being you're stuck in both, my closet right now. You're both Annie and Hannigan. You're, you're <laughs> Annie again. <laughs> Annie again. Ooh, it's it's real real interesting watching annie again as an adult because there were too many moments with miss hannigan where i was like girl that's real that's 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 a mood (laughs) first of all how appropriate is it that she's in love well first of all she's in love with everybody every male that comes across her way uh like get it girl get it how you can (laughs) <laughs> the court. I didn't remember her being such a horn dog. The I guess oh, the previous. So like funny. I remember her being like a floozy, like a like flirty. But right. I forgot how many different men she attempts to seduce. Yeah. yeah. So the first one is Mister Bundles, who is clearly a homosexual. Like he, <laughs> like he is a man who does laundry for a living. Like he is. A queer, like, like he, do you see how he dipped her? No straight yeah. man can do that. I'm no, sorry. No, <laughs> and he was a bear. He had so much hair on him. I was like, you're gay. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> it was so funny watching Carol. But that is so appropriate that Miss Anne again would like be like trying to hit on a gay guy. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, that is so appropriate. And especially, like, and something I didn't even consider is she lives at the orphanage. And so yep. she's at the orphanage all the time. She's around all these little girls all the time. So, of course, anytime she sees a dude, she she's going to, like, put the tit, go tits out and, yes. and try to, to get her some. With any, literally any man that stops by, like milkman, laundryman, mailman, policeman, like any of them, she's just like, please. I need to get laid. Just when please. she says, tumble with the bundle, I like, I was like, I just, God damn it. She's so 
fucking funny. I can't handle it. But yeah, so you got bundles. You've got like the cop at one moment when he brings home Annie and like they're almost making out and gives us the brilliant moment of the girl going kissy, kiss, kiss. And she goes, kill. 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 (laughs) And she is, it's truly a performance of a cartoon. Like she totally understands. Oh, this is a comic. I need to just go and like make these choices. I mean, her face is moving constantly which is very fascinating. I highly recommend our listeners, if you haven't seen it in a while, just, or just like YouTube her parts, because like, again, terrible movie, but (laughs) like her parts, watch just her face. Like don't, don't watch anything else. Just watch her face and watch. There's nobody that does the top lip curl better than Carol Burnett. It's the best. And, and like, I, as, as someone who is an actor who also, well, who has no control of their face, my face just makes <laughs> facial expressions and I just let it happen. But like, mm-hmm. as, as, as someone who is, that is sort of my acting style in a way, what it, yes. it's a masterclass truly with this role and just, yeah, it, they're so quick, like yeah. her facial expressions too. And she's yeah. not afraid to like let it happen and and toss it and like yeah. not not like focus on it make it like like a cartoon character is like the eyes bugging out of like a ruga, you know <laughs> right not that it's... that style but like just yeah just how how she's a cartoon character but like mm-hmm. a grounded cartoon character in a way yeah it like all makes sense like it all yeah. like in a weird way I, there's one actor that I find very similar, and I think that he recently, I mean, I think he's kind of lost his mind a little bit, but she has what Jim Carrey has, which is just this, like, they both are kind of like human cartoons, mm-hmm. but yet the heart and the, like, honesty of some of their performances never leaves. Like, there's sincerity to their either in the case of Carol, like her villainess or like her evil, like that kind of stuff. And with Jim, like with Dumb and Dumber, it was sincerity and being stupid and dumb, right? <laughs> and yeah. in the in the mask, it was it was being sincerely a cartoon, sincerely wild and unabandoned. So like they both in my brain, they both are very similar like acting styles that I oh obviously click with. <laughs> yeah well and even in in the movie while the i feel like we always have to say it, the movie's not great while the movie <laughs> is not great it's not. but oh, what bad. what i do what i do appreciate of the movie is that um all all the main characters that need to be at that level are at that level true so while you have Miss Hannigan, you have, you know, Rooster and Lily, but also Daddy Warbucks, too. Yeah, Albert he's a very Yeah, yeah it, he's giving a great performance, but it's also a very, like, 
It's bad. What I would consider it an over-exaggerated version of Daddy Warbucks, too. Yeah. It was a, it's like, um, it's like masculine drag. Like he was like, where's, I need a boy. You should have gotten me a boy. And like, yeah. And like his weird, like the swimming scene and stuff. Like he's just like big and grandiose and like masculine man, you know, Mm -hmm. but he's a very masculine man, which makes the dichotomy of him getting this precious little girl like the the comedy or the like the conflict right and so yeah yeah but i agree everybody is at a broad level there's i do have to say like i like it but for all the wrong reasons but in rankings performance is like so bananas as grace like she's very sweet i love her but like there are some moments like my favorite is when she and annie are getting ready for the movies and like she's brushing her hair and annie's like you should wear your hair down and she's like oh annie i could never oh no i could never oh Oh, annie stop it annie let's go to the movies (laughs) and she's like and it's all like uh, it, it, a lot of it is her stuff, like the new songs that they added to the movie, like the Let's Go to the Movies. Yes. And the other one where it's like, uh, we got Annie, where it's <laughs> just her dancing just around. Because they were like, we dancing. got and ranking, so we got to make her dance. <laughs> <laughs> and the, enti- the entire song, well, the major, like 90% of the song is just. We got Annie. Annie. Twirl, twirl, twirl. We got Annie. This is really a song. Do we need this as a song and dance no. number? Couldn't this no. just happen with two lines of like, hey, we got Annie. Oh, that's cool. Done. It's not. <laughs> Literally it's like, done. It's like nobody was like begging for drake to sing some more in annie like we were like (laughs) we got it up a drake we're fine we're fine yeah Uh, but i will say the one added song that it's not great but it's still fun it's the song between warbucks and hannigan and Mm -hmm. that was just a lot of fun mainly because i mean again carol just like i i wrote this note down no, le- each lyric that she sings has a characteristic to it. Like nothing sounds the same. No yeah. song that, like, no word she sings sounds the same, and um, she does it the same way. It is, it's genius. It's so brilliant to watch. I love that song. She what? What, uh, what did she say? Oh, uh, Buenos Aires instead of Buenos Aires. <laughs> Argentine. Oh, Argentine. <laughs> Argentine. <laughs> well, and what I love about that song too is that it wasn't it wasn't originally in the show, but uh Carol really wanted to do have like a song between her and Warbucks since they mm-hmm. never truly interact in the show. And so she thought it would be fun, but the the songwriting team they disagreed. They said no. And so she got her songwriter from the Carol Burnett show to write that song for them. You know what? Now that you so say like, that. Bitch, get it done. <laughs> you that's know? why it sounds so different. Like, that's why it sounds so... And also, that's why it is catered to her. Like, 
yeah. the like what's the moment where she like sits down and she's like ay 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 like oh, yeah <laughs> it's just everything about that song is like catered for her but it makes sense too because those are the two biggest stars of the movie and Mm -hmm. like you gotta have a moment between the two stars of the movie you know the famous people (laughs) yeah and it, it it totally makes sense even though it doesn't I mean, it does propel the plot forward. It's not the best song, but it's still, it's catchy enough to where I'm like, this totally fits within the narrative, you know, storytelling of the show. So versus some of the other songs, you know, that, that we got Annie and stuff like that, that really don't serve any purpose besides elevating, giving the grace a dance number, but even even as a kid, I used to fucking hate Let's Go to the Movies. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> First of all, why, why, why would you get rid of NYC? That's no such like a- fucking... <laughs> if you were going to spend all this money for this Let's Go to the Movies, mm-hmm. which they had to because it was a huge, like, you know, song and dance number that took place on multiple sets... Yes. And why couldn't you do the same thing with NYC, which is a much better song? I'll take Hooverville over NYC, like over Let's Go to the Movies. I mean, Hooverville's bananas. <laughs> and even as even as a kid just watching like they're in the movie theater, you would think that they would pick a more exciting black and white movie to show. No shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Annie. Even now, I was watching that scene being like, I just kind of want to take a nap during all of this. I also was, as a kid, like so confused. I was like, this, I don't know why they're doing this. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why they're doing this. This is stupid. Anyway. <laughs> um, let's Let's talk about Carol for a second, because... We both, we both have talked about this, but we both have such a like sincere love of her that is like, and such an idolization. Like I, I claim her to be one of my like acting inspirations. Like I, she's, she just gets comedy. Like comedy is in every move that she makes in every mm-hmm. Uh, every step she takes, <laughs> she's we'll be just watching her. <laughs> she's just comedy. So, like, tell me what it's like being a woman seeing Carol and idolizing Carol. Like, what is that like? Oh goodness i I would need another three hours to talk about how much Carol means to me. <laughs> Truly, but like, it's. You know, the, Annie was my first um, exposure to Carol Burnett, and that's when I truly fell in love. And then from that point, sort of like backtrack through her her catalog and her show, and you know, now reading her all of her her books and biographies and plays and and everything like that. It's it, it it's so hard sometimes to find a a true like physical comedian. And I, I say this with like no negative connotation. Like I, I love the term comedian because it is, it, it, it's so different from 
like the male version and the male clown. And there's so many different aspects to it of the physicality, mm-hmm. the humor, the the way that you, you know, say lines and, and, and the way that you just can use your entire body and soul to mm-hmm. to get a laugh yeah and that's that's what i love about carol burnett so much is that it's not just that she's you know smart and quick-witted and you know all all that it's it's just the way that she can control her body as well and use her entirety to portray yeah. a character and to get that laugh and she's got everything you know planned out to the T to where it's such a controlled chaos and absurdism that I love about performers Mm -hmm. that is, you know, so rare nowadays, especially now where, you know, things tend to lean more towards uh, realism and kind of like the kitchen sink dramas. It's more about like sardonic and like, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which is, which is totally great in its own right. But, you know, for, for me as a performer, I love, the over the top, the the big comedic broad that she yeah. is of not being afraid to fail and to throw that wet spaghetti against a wall and yeah. to see what happens. And it's, that's terrifying. Yeah. But like also watching that in a performer to you know to do that and practice that is also so invigorating. Watching that myself, being like, I I want to be here. I want to be your friend. I want to. I want to. Be <laughs> I want like everything about her is just you know, absolutely incredible as a performer and as a person too. Yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, Carol has been in the news recently, which is kind of crazy that Carol Burnett is like in the news of 2020, but uh, so she has custody of her grandson now because of issues with her, her daughter and her daughter's recovery and like, and, and past and demons and stuff. And, things that she's working on. It does seem like she's a pretty amazing human being. (laughs) Like she's one of those actors or celebrities that you're like, if I ever find out that she was awful in some way, like call it a day, like, just like I'm done. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah. It would, I'd be pretty devastated if that were to happen. Uh, But but I, you know, I'm not so far. Yeah, like you know, but it—it's it, happened to a, a lot of people. So it, you know, it's not. I hope. I I I very much hope that this is not the case. This is this is truly twenty twenty. Like in a nutshell, is that we're like, oh, I hope this person I love is a complete garbage. I know. And like, <laughs> it, it, it's just like, uh, please, please give me this one thing. Twenty twenty. If you. If you take away this one thing, I I don't know. I don't know if I can handle it. It's just that, that one, that one thing. thing that might just push push me off the cliff, you know? Just <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I want to talk about something really interesting that you brought up, which is like female uh, comedic actors who are allowed to be physical and physical comedy with them. And I think it's, Like, it's this weird thing. It's, once again, like, we kind of forget history every now and then, like, pop culture-wise, where 
we kind of erase our brains and then we see somebody do what somebody else did in the past. And we're like, Oh my God, this person's incredible. And you're like, yeah, but also probably because she was a big fan of so-and-so, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that to me is what happened with the most recent generation of like female comedic actors, like uh, Kristen Wiig. I feel like Kristen Wiig is clearly so influenced by Carol because she is like, she knows that she has those long limbs and she has like, you know, such a fascinating, beautiful face that like she can like contort in these ways. I mean, I think about all of her iconic characters on like Saturday Night Live. And I think one of the definition, it could have been, it truly could have been a sketch on, uh, uh, the Carol Burnett show, but it's, um, have you seen Liza Minnelli trying to turn off a lamp? <laughs> we got to leave for the show. <laughs> Let me just add some faucet in there. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst impression of Liza, but it's so good. <laughs> we, oh my gosh. During college, we, we didn't even watch Saturday Night Live, but we, we got a hold of that clip. And so yeah. it would just be like, randomly all of a sudden where it's like hey can you go turn the line on it's like yeah let me just do some flossing i'm a horrible liza impression just fyi no it's okay because it was a horrible impression too but it was funny <laughs> too. Yes. so you could be bad at liza and be really funny yeah <laughs> Well, um, yeah, I, yeah. I love the the fact that she was like just rolling around and doing like the like the little fossy moves and yeah. with her hands and everything. Oh, yeah, even even the less popular but still pretty funny. And Margaret trying to throw away paper uh, is another really good. If you've never seen it, oh, it's no, she's Anne Margaret, and she's just like doing like all the like <laughs> Anne Margaret like hair whips and stuff. But basically. What I'm saying is that people see Kristen and they they are not aware of like Carol, and so they're mm. like, "Oh my god, like, she's incredible! She's so good!" And I'm like, "Yeah, she is," because you know why? Her teacher, like the person <laughs> that you can tell in every step that she does, is Carol Burnett. Like she is so to me. They're just like it's so clear that there's oh, an inspiration. Absolutely. And I love that you use the term that she's their teacher because that's almost yeah. in a way I, I view it as too, where, you know, in going to college for theater and, and, and doing all this, you know, research and watching videos and stuff, I count Carol and the Carol Burnett show as part of my like education and who yep, has influenced so much for me to become the actor that I am. And so it was almost like taking a masterclass of watching her performances and, you know, seeing how she did everything on her show. And, you know, while, well, today, I don't know if the Carol Burnett show could happen, which is a little sad to think about, but her influence is so far spread I think more than the the general audience realizes that may not yeah. know who she is or may know her from like the 
the small sort of roles that she does on like TV every now and again, like on Glee or, even, or Coyote yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Even just this performance, like while it is, mm-hmm. while it is very iconic and just so wonderful, you're also kind of like, yeah, but have you ever seen her do Eunice and <laughs> Mama's Family? You know what I mean? Or have you ever seen her, God, um, Mr. Tubble and being the secretary that she was and like, she just uh every character she played. I mean, I'm I could I'm just like you. I could go on for three hours. At I know. Least hey, as to why if I, if I ever start it. the uh the Carol Burnett podcast show, you're gonna be my first <laughs> guest on it. <laughs> and we can talk we'll just be able to talk about her for just like hours, hours on it. <laughs> yes. She's the best. Oh, she's the best. Let's let's see what we uh if we agree or we'll probably have different moments, but what is your defining Carol Burnett as Hannigan moment? Like what's the moment that just always is like, I win, you know, like this is. Oh gosh. Her, okay. Her defining moment. I, I truly think it, it has to be her performance of little girls, little cheeks, little teeth. Everything around me is little. If I ring little necks, surely I would get an acquittal. I think think for her, if we're talking about Miss Hannigan just individually and her performance as a character, I think her showing off, like her performing that song and Mm -hmm. keeping us invested the entire time and with it's, I think it's the gin bathtub, the bathtub full of gin for me. <laughs> that she and she does that brilliant moment where she's like, little, 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 little. little. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I sing that song, like I, I just I try to like re- just reenact it. She also. Well, I was just gonna say she says the word little the best way ever in that song when she like scrunches her face in this weird way and she just goes little (laughs) (laughs) this is my moment that i'm like oh this is this is psychotic which is where's annie and molly goes she had to go bathroom she had to go bathroom and then what what makes me laugh about that choice that is so good is mocking children is so asinine and stupid and dumb, and, but it always kills me. Like, it's like my favorite thing in the world. And so she has no, there's no reason why she literally asked them a question. She yeah. got the answer. And she's just so annoyed by them that she makes fun of them. <laughs> and especially Molly, the little tiny one, is just adorable. One out of all of them, and no other girl there, she's just purely mocking the children for herself. Yes, yes. that's that's another good point that she does like it's just to make fun of the children she's like (laughs) (laughs) she also every response to we love you miss hannigan is so good when she's like 
shut up. <laughs> she made them say, we love you, Miss Hannigan. And then immediately, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. She requested it. I'm looking up here. There's one reaction that killed me. Oh, it's the first one. When they say, we love you, Miss Hannigan. And she goes, wonderful. <laughs> it's like so like guttural and like deep. She's like, wonderful. <laughs> I just everything about this performance is like you just can take away one moment and it's genius. It is mm-hmm. it is on its own unbelievable. Like oh, any little moment. Can I talk uh, oh. about another favorite moment that I have of hers? Please. This um, is great. I love And this. <laughs> it's um it's also bringing up what I think is the most iconic musical number in the movie, which is Easy Street. Her, yes. her, her with that little, uh, that little trumpet, or <laughs> whenever like you got Tim Curry, Burnett Peters dancing their asses off, and she's just like laying down on the bench where do 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 and she she also has a dynamite moment in that i mean she, they're all dynamite but like yeah. when bernadette steps on her foot like stamps on her foot mm. and she just freezes and her eyes go really big and she just like i don't know it's it's comedy in in stillness like it's all like because she's been moving this whole movie even when she's just talking to one person she's swaying she's doing everything like that mm-hmm. but that one moment of pain is when she like stops <laughs> like, <laughs> i love like i when i was watching that i was like there, there's so many questions where i was like wait is she just accepting it? Is she just that drunk that she can't feel it, but she feels it? And then when she when she says yeah. they never miss, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, they never and miss. They never miss. Uh, and then she when they're dancing on the stairs, and Lily and Rooster like do a perfect little spin from the wall to the banister, and then like Carol comes in from the banister to the wall, and the spin just ends up with her leg through the wall. <laughs> down the banister and uh Lily like pops on up on the banister and Rooster has to literally has to pick up Carol Burnett has to pick up his hand again because she can't get on herself and so he has to lift her up as she like just slings her leg over it's just I'm like I know people don't really appreciate those moments but oh my god I did I appreciate those moments so so much it's just I mean, it's just genius. Also, how how fucking lucky are we that there's a movie with all three of those people together in like so many scenes? And I'm oh. just like, this is great. <laughs> it's 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 bananas. Like how yeah. how they were able to get those three. You, I, you know, I hate to say at their prime, but definitely in peak form of like. Yeah. Holy shit, Tim Curry sexiness. Like between yes, this yes. and uh uh Dr. Frankenfurter, like yeah, yeah. I'm set for the rest of quarantine, thank you very much. <laughs> um I'm good. And then Bernard 
I, I always forget, like, because I guess I, I associate Bernadette Peters with how she is now versus how she was, you know, back in the 80s with the with the jerk uh-huh. and with this movie and stuff. She's just so pitch perfect and cute and adorable and annoying. And yes. just like her pulling the, uh, the, the, the beads out of the... Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, God. And then... When Carol Burnett ashed her cigarette into Bernadette Peters' cleavage, <laughs> that would never happen today. How iconic I is that it. moment? She so the the brilliant thing and one of the like things I love about any production of Annie. So I full full transparency. I really honestly have never seen the stage version. I know it. I'm obsessed with, you know, the record, the original cast recording and all that stuff. Like that was everything for me as a kid, but I only know the movies, but I do know that the, the relationship between Lily and Hannigan is always so funny but what I love about Carol's is like she just does not give a fuck about her. And no. like literally trying to like hurt her. <laughs> and like when she goes when when she's like uh like the hotel and Carol goes, room service. <laughs> to, to be fair to all uh Miss Hannigans, I I love being able to see the different Miss Hannigan's reactions where it's like, yeah, you dumb hoe. Tell. Tell. <laughs> yes, like, it just gets me every time. I know. It's so good. And she, <laughs> when she says it in this movie, she's like, why don't you grab your dumb hotel here? Yeah. Get out. Get <laughs> out of here. Oh, it's so good. Oh, she's a disaster. We love her. <laughs> I actually, I truly think, uh, as far as musical theater goes, like one of the perfect roles. Like everything about this role is just perfect, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I well, and that's now, what makes it so difficult too, though, because it's like, yeah, it's such a good role, but then it's like, how how do you make it your own? It, yeah. it's a blessing and a curse type of role where it is uh, it's very much like an amazing villain like female identified role yeah. but like how the fuck would you do it <laughs> you know Yeah, <laughs> it's like where and would you start I just love when a woman uh, a female actor a female identifying actor is like given the chance so so balls to the wall like for lack of a better phrase i'm sorry <laughs> i'm like the miss hannigan's really got to be balls to the wall but like, well, I mean, that's, like that's why we can because we have no balls yeah. so it's just, yeah, it's just like we can go to the walls to the ceiling to the floor to the window the wall wherever you need us to go <laughs> with that role we can go so, i just like I I mean it's just such a gem. It is such a like such a, sh- a showy role that is like just be awful, be every bad thing that like women aren't quote unquote like socially supposed to be. Like that's the beauty of it. Like when it was, you know, when Annie 
kind of came around on stage, it was like, oh, this is so great because like she's not your she's not a standard like lady by any means. So she right? just is like just a broad. <laughs> like, That's, I, I love it. Yeah, it's so true because it's like even even today, I, I feel like it's very it, it's difficult to think of like those that type of role that Miss Hannigan is even like, you know, 20, almost 30 years after that show, after Annie first came out on Broadway. And so to know that it's like, it's still one of the few just juicy, meaty roles where like you can be a sloppy ass mess (laughs) and like, and, and that's part of your character track. It's, like for me that's that's definitely on my bucket list of roles that i would love to play eventually but i i you know i i don't know how i would even approach that but like just the idea of of playing that character that is still so iconic today and that can be you know yeah it it sounds just it's so fun it's it's such a fun role all around you know, you were talking about how horny she is. There are so many moments where I'm like, this relationship is uncomfortable between her and can we, can we please talk about the opening of the envelope? <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> they all basically, without touching each other, all kind of came at the same time. They orgasm together. And it's wild. It is wild because like she like she hannigan like grabs rooster's uh suspender and like you like flicks it and willie's like that is so crazy that was that was a wild moment for me i was like oh my god it, it's equal parts uncomfortable once you realize it's like, yeah, they're brother and sister. But also at the same time watching and now I'm just like, this is a threesome that I want to be a part of. Like, <laughs> oh my God. If they have this much sexual tension from opening an envelope, can you imagine what like the bedroom would be like? My God. There'll be like gin. Gin everywhere, gin bathtub, gin toilets, like. Oh, I know. You feel things. I know. I know what I'll be crying to tonight. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So so let's wrap up our discussion here. Is there anything else that you want to say about this performance, about Carol, just like any other last minute, like things? Um, Oh gosh. Uh, What I would like to say is that I, if you have not seen Carol Burnett outside of, the movie Annie, which I, I feel like a lot of people have. Mo- most people I have seen so. that movie, but a lot of people really haven't seen her performances outside of that. Minus like the yeah. few like TV roles that she's done recently with, you know, small guest stints and everything. So what I would like to say is if you ever get the chance, they have released a lot of the Carol Burnett show for public viewing now. 
so if you get a chance to, y- you can either watch the show or, you know, YouTube clips. The uh, Carol Burnett show has a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm promoting my own channel, but it's like YouTube slash Carol Burnett. <laughs> like and subscribe. Jones loves Carol. Like, <laughs> Like, but they they post. It, what's great about the YouTube channel is that they'll post um, the sketches, so you don't have to sit through, you know, the the entire episode. And yeah. specifically, uh, you you mentioned this before, but I would also like to add there is a Carol Burnett clip uh, from Mama's Family that has her, Vicky Lawrence, and Tim Conway. Specifically, Tim Conway is telling. It's the elephant story bloopers. Yes! It is honestly, if you watch anything after listening to this episode, I want you just to watch that. It is one of the funniest videos I have still to this day. I I watch it multiple times a year. I I will look it up whenever I'm feeling like really sad. If you just want to watch something that's just so silly and so goofy, like... We could have a, a whole other episode about Tim Conway, like yes. by himself. Oh, I know. He's brilliant. Oh, I but, love Tim Conway. Yes, but that oh. I I would I would just say seek out Carol Burnett videos just to see the goddess that she is. The I mean the comedic yeah. genius, specifically yeah. that just that clip too just brings me so much joy. You, especially you know now. The, yeah. Do you know what's even wilder about that clip? Dick Van Dyke is there with them. Yeah. And for the fact that, like, we're, like, so focused on those three and their reactions, and, like, Dick Van Dyke Dick is Van there. Dyke is the guest <laughs> in that sketch. It's so crazy. <laughs> oh, I agree. I think that is brilliant. I think if you haven't seen her play Sorry uh, with Mama at <gasps> Eunice, it is it's so good. The mm-hmm. little bell. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. She, there's just so many. I mean, it's it's just, to me, it was such a flawless, like, obviously, some things did not age very well about it. Like, right. I, like, one of my favorite things in the world is It Went With The Wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is their version of Gone With The Wind. But it's not appropriate now. <laughs> like, it's not appropriate now. Yeah. For the yeah, I, yeah, based upon Gone with the Wind material, which wasn't appropriate to begin with. So like, I mean it's, it's, it's all bad. Just, yeah, it's yeah. For, for an iconic moment of I, I feel like you just need to see the dress and that's Yeah. You, know, you just need to see the dress and that's you could be like, okay, I saw that. With, um, with the iconic line. I saw it in the window and I couldn't resist, you know, like that. <laughs> you have, you have to have that. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. The, you're the, right. The you're chef right. kiss of. Yeah. Of, uh, but, moments. but yeah, I also recommend there's a clip of her at a Sondheim birthday concert at the Hollywood bowl. And she sings. I'm still here. It is. It's to me. It's like why she is so brilliant because it's heartbreaking but yet it's funny but yet it's like strong and Mm -hmm. it's oh it's so good and like the beauty of carol and why i love people like carol burnett is um 
their voices are not flawless by any means. And like, I, I listen, built a career on it. I'm like, just sing enough. (laughs) And she just, but like, there's so much power in what she sings. There's so much, like I said, every lyric has its own character to it, you know? And she, everything she sings is like, it just weighs differently. I don't know. I highly recommend looking that up too. I that's so. that's one of my favorite Sondheim songs, and I have yes, that, I have that recording. It's one of my favorites on Spotify. So I I hundred percent agree with you on that. Like she and I, I think that's something we didn't get to talk about earlier. But like she's definitely not the best singer when it comes to Miss Hannigan oh, by no. like yeah. by yeah. a long shot, but. No. Like what, what you mentioned, the way that she injects like life into every word, into every phrase, and makes it different. You you don't mm-hmm. care, and you and you honestly like you hear her sing those songs, and you're like, God, yeah, she's amazing. And until you like actually yeah. like sit down and break it down, and you're just like, oh yeah. But, but like <laughs> it's just, I I'm always in in the the mindset of like if you can sell a song. I don't fucking care if you hit the notes yeah. or not. Like, just sell yeah. me the song. And that's that's all I need when I'm watching. Yeah. And she, like, tenfold, it just sells everything that she does. Yeah. yeah, which is very similar to Dorothy Loudon, who originated Hannigan. Like, Dorothy was very, like, she had a strong voice. But, like, it wasn't it wasn't dainty. There wasn't any, like... There wasn't any like beautiful floatiness to it or anything. She would just power through the songs. And she has so many songs where she just like, it's not flawless, but I don't care. Because it's Mm -hmm. like, it's the story that she's telling. She does another Sondheim uh, thing that she does, which is she did a a mashup, like a, a kind of, mixed together song of uh it starts out with am i losing my mind and like it's beautiful and it's haunting and then all of a sudden she's like losing my you could drive a person crazy and she went into that and it's so and all she does is like shift her head one way and like the the triangle hits and she's just like you could drive a person crazy and it's like i Tommy, that's my version oh, of a beat drop. Like that. Yeah. Is, <laughs> that is my version. Like, if I ever listened to that, that would be the moment where I'm just like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this is great. Well, so let's go ahead and add Carol Burnett's performance as Miss Hannigan in the movie Annie, into our book of gags. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's iconic. It is canon. It's canonical. There it is. Uh, all right. To end our little uh, our little show here, I like to do my gags of the week. 
feel free to chime in, or if you have a gag, feel free to share. It's just anything. So um, my first gag of the week, you definitely inspired this, but and I don't know if you're, you're probably going to be like, Ugh. but um, my friend or my roommate, not my friend. I mean, he is my friend, but he's also my <laughs> bought us bought the apartment. He bought for himself, but I get to share some artisanal coffee, like high level, like coffee. And it is a gag. (laughs) (laughs) Good coffee. Like you forget that, like you kind of put up with shit for a long time. And then if you go to like, like say La Colombe <laughs> in Andersonville and have their studded coffee, you know, from a fabulous manager who may or may not be on the other end of this line right now. <laughs> mm, I wonder who. <laughs> but like great coffee is like, ah, it's a gag. I just, I don't know. I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Well, it's this. like when, t- when, once you have something good, like whatever that may be, whatever like you know, like blend or brand that you use, it's really hard to go go back to the stuff that's not so good. Yeah. So like like even if you're adding like cream sweeteners or whatever, which is how I also drink my coffee. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. Like it's there there's a big difference between, you know, like getting getting some like good quality beans and others that rhyme with you know schmolders or you know something similar <laughs> I know, which but... you know if if you drink smolders then that's totally fine but uh now that you've listened to the podcast you can also hit me up uh at in andersonville if you need some good coffee like i can i can also get that for you go there because it's delicious and like but it's also like because we're working from home i don't have to deal with office coffee even though i think that my coffee at my job is like pretty pretty good i still like i'm being spoiled with this really nice coffee (laughs) and i feel like i feel like once it's out i'm gonna be like man i wish we had the good coffee again (laughs) that's when you just need to hit me up tommy that's when i'm going to i'm gonna be like uh so my second gag uh a little more like uh, not serious but like just a, a more of a recommendation i would say um have you heard of the mtv reality show are you the one i know you're making I, a face listen okay i Go. no, i know it, it it's a face of uh recognition of a problem because <laughs> i i watched teen mom so i i am a connoisseur of bad reality television i have Mm -hmm. heard of are you the one and and but i i've never watched it so but i I, game recognizes game when it comes to bad (laughs) mtv reality television the other day i was just kind of flipping through and i was like i don't know what to watch and like um I'm like, there's nothing on and literally content's being made every hour. So, but I found, so I recommend watching season eight of Are You the One? And it's called Are You the One? Come One, Come All. Because it's usually hetero couples 
10 uh, men, 10 women who are attracted to the opposite sex all in the house. And they try, they have their perfect match is in the house. And if everybody finds their perfect match, then the whole house wins a million dollars, which is like still 50 grand a piece. Like after like you do some math and stuff, it's still yeah. a pretty good cash prize. So for season eight though, they had 16 people in a house and they were all sexually fluid. So they had no preference and they were all queer. And like, it is wild. It is so much fun. It's, I would I love that. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because like, it's, they have a harder, like, first of all, it's harder for them to find their perfect match because the statistically it's just more complicated because if you're open sexually, you could be attracted to everybody in the house and you don't know who you're going to connect with, you know? Yeah. And it is crazy television. I cannot recommend it enough. And I think I spoiled myself by watching this version, the queer version before I started watching the straight one. And now I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Straights are boring. And, I, and I'm a, I'm a straight, and I can say that. And it, like that's I I truly feel like all these like dating re- based reality shows are going to be like evolving into being more open. Well, for, I think when it comes to sexuality. Yeah, I think if you watch this, like you would, I mean, you would be like, why is it every dating show like this because this is fun and it is crazy because like it's just like and also it was kind of beautiful like watching a bunch of queer people in a house be like so reckless but like in a fun way and like it just like it was a blast and a half like there was this there was this man uh well is a, a trans it was a person transitioning to male but identifies as non or is non-binary. So mm-hmm. transitioning to male, uh, non-binary, stopped taking the testosterone so that they would still have some like feminine features to them. And they are so gorgeous. They are so oh. gorgeous. And their name is Kai. And Kai was fucking everyone in that house. <laughs> and everybody was in love with Kai because <laughs> Kai has this energy that is just so wild and magnetic. And you were just like, wow. <laughs> it's like, I just, I cannot recommend this show enough. Like it's so dumb that I loved it so much, but I loved it so much. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That like, I mean, I'm a, a, a hate watcher, but love it also of the bachelor. That puts oh, the bachelor to shame. Bachelor is so fucking boring in comparison. So like I, love that there are shows that are actually like i mean you know good on mtv for them being like trying to branch out for to and to represent everyone too yeah it's like you know yeah that's that's amazing i'm i love it i'm gonna check it out yeah check it out uh do you have a gag of the week have you been gagging over anything recently oh okay so something i've been kind of uh pushing on people because i had such an enjoyable experience with it 
Um, if you're looking for, I feel like Stefan, if you're looking for entertainment during this quarantine <laughs> times, <laughs> download this app. Um, there is a an interactive uh, movie called Erica. Um, oh. It is so much fun. So it's based, it's starring Amelia Clark from sure. Game of Thrones fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically, if you have, um, uh, like a, a PlayStation or Xbox, or you might be able to play this on computer as well, but, um, there's, it's like a movie that plays on your TV and then you connect your phone and you get to control the movie through your phone. So there are different wow. times when you get to do like different actions of like turning a page of a book or grabbing, you know, grabbing a book or doing something. But then you'll get to different options where it's a choose your own adventure of like you have to make these decisions that determine what happens in your quote unquote movie. And so there'll be certain times where you have to it's like go down a hallway or answer a telephone. And so you pick from your phone and then it happens and then it, it affects the rest of the movie for you. So if you're looking for something that's like immersive theater sleep no more meets like interactive something that you can do at home it's i had such a blast with it i think i played it like three or four different times <laughs> just to see the different outcomes the that different, I could yeah yeah um so the, it's I, yeah it's it's so much fun if you're looking for something different to do oh that sounds so cool erica okay yeah, erica, i love that yeah uh it's kind of like that that Black Mirror episode, or what was that called? The um, Bandersnatch. Oh, Bandersnatch! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah you get to, you get to be a little bit more involved um, in this in Erica versus Bandersnatch, since Bandersnatch is just you're you're just choosing options. This one you actually get to like do things within the story, um, which is really cool. Okay. Yeah, so it's like an an elevated. Ba- <laughs> This is also going to be my drag name if I ever do drag. Elevated Bandersnatch. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Elevated Bandersnatch. Elevated Bandersnatch. Death drop. <laughs> I, that's such a good gag. That's such a good recommendation. I'm going to have to check it out. Yay! Yay! Uh, Christina, this was just wonderful. Uh-huh. I I just, I adore you so much. And oh, I, honey, I adore you. <laughs> I want the best. I like, you know, I feel like you're like this little, like I'm underground, like adoring you. You know what I mean? I'm like, wait till you guys see what this one does. You know, like, cause I'm <laughs> like, cause you just are like creating such interesting stuff, especially as like a playwright and your devised pieces. Y'all, she did, she did a, a, play a a one act little scene where she was beaker from the (laughs) and it was i that is a gag you are a gag okay that was a gag i lost my mind but i just feel like i'm like this like indie fan of you i'm like ooh ooh but did you see her original you know like i feel like i'm gonna be that (laughs) when you just like blow up <laughs> that means so much thank you i'm i'm going to ride on the coattails of beaker for as long as possible <laughs> don't take me all the way to steppenwolf baby dr dr bunsen did it so it's fine 
<laughs> uh, thank you so much for being here. It was such a joy. And oh, thank you so much for having me. I this was an absolute blast. I I love hanging out with you. So the fact that we can do this for your podcast is just uh we could do this for hours. It's so, much fun. it's so true. Uh thank you all for listening and hey, keep on gagging. <laughs> <laughs> An Absolute Gag is produced and edited by me. Cover art provided by Grace Greenwood at 1310 Studios. Follow her on Instagram at 1310 underscore studios or visit their website at www1310 spelled out studios.com. Music provided by Vivera. Find them on Spotify and iTunes. Rate and subscribe to the podcast on all podcatcher apps, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow the pod on Instagram and Twitter at An Absolute Gag Pod. Thanks for listening. Now pump it, Queens. Thank you.